Hi, everyone. Before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that your girl is on Patreon. What else is going on podcast, aka Wego, W-E-I-G-O, is on Patreon. So if you feel so inclined and want to support your girl that way, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Wego podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Wego podcast, W-E-I-G-O podcast. Now, if you don't want to be on a monthly recurring thing, I totally understand that. But if you want to support, you can head on over to buymeacoffee.com slash Wego, W-E-I-G-O. Again, buymeacoffee.com slash W-E-I-G-O. Because you know, a girl be trying to put in some work and a coffee could help me stay awake. So those are your two options. And if you don't want to do either of those things, if you could rate, review, and subscribe and share with your friends, I would love that. Now, on to the episode. And the following podcast is a CJ Media Production. Welcome to the What Else Is Going On podcast, the intersection where pop culture life and real life meet up. Get ready to deep dive into all things reality TV and the dichotomy of loving the game, but not necessarily the players when they start to reflect real-life issues like deep-seated discrimination and a world rooted in racism. Feeling conflicted because I love... Clip! 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 And I also have to chant, Black Lives Matter. Buckle your seatbelts and brace yourselves because my foot is off the brake and this intersection gets busy. So come along for the ride so we can see what else is going on. are you hey you got your work (laughs) sorry (laughs) i can't help it nobody mentioned where i work that that is hilarious (laughs) (laughs) like how do i change the background here that is you look like you're just like floating yeah you do (laughs) you look ethereal like you're just floating almost wait wait a minute like a christian or a hindu or a muslim According oh, to like <laughs> I was listening to you guys today. And I, first of all, I felt like I was like, I get the episode before anyone. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> you got like, I was like you an exclusive. I, you gotta, say. <laughs> I got a reality <laughs> pod exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> you got like, what do they call it? Like um, a screener. Uh, you got uh, a screener. <laughs> Yeah, you got an early screener. It was really good. You guys were in the shower with me and everything. Oh, hi. Hello. This is good. Thank you for the privilege. Thank you for the privilege. Yeah. That's that's special. If you take somebody into your shower with you. It's special, special. right? Because normally it's like, I'm going to leave the phone out here. But I just put it right up in there. Boop. Because I didn't want to finish. Oh, yeah, it was good. Oh, I mean, I wanted you. to, I didn't want to pause it. I didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got you. Oh, guys. Well, first of all, thank you for doing this also, oh. because I know that your son just like came home from college, right? So. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh. He's, he's not even, he's nowhere in here right now because he came home. We were so happy, drove home. And then he was like, talk to his dad. I could hear him talking to his dad. I'm talking to my mom on the phone about 30 minutes. And he's like, all right, mom, I'm going to go surprise my friend. And I was like, 
okay. Then he goes to leave in his car and comes back. And it's like, I think something's going on with my brake. So his dad goes out there. He needed some type of fluid. <laughs> and then I came home. I went to the gym, came back and him, his friend. And then he took my youngest daughter, who's 16. They all went to the mall because they're very close. But normally Sometimes he would ask her, sometimes not, but I know that he misses her. Like Aww. they talk, they talk every day. Yeah, they talk every day almost. Aww. So they're all at the mall. Is he, is he a freshman? Is he yeah, a freshman? Freshman, freshman. yeah. Mm-hmm. So he just went to school. And he just and went, if- yeah. In February, because he had to do it yeah. from home for the first semester. Yeah, yeah, I know. That a lot of schools. Uh, so he's Maryland. So Maryland, right? A lot of schools. I live in Maryland. Maryland. He's in California. He goes California. California. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow! I cannot imagine. Well, I mean, my Maryland kid is only were like that. Yeah. 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 My it, kid is only seven, so I don't know. I all the way imagine. on the other side. Yeah. It's funny because growing up, I always encourage them to not be afraid to do things. So I, I literally, I asked them, did they want to like go to high school in Egypt? Like I was just throwing places out. Like, what do you want to do? Because my son at one point wanted to do, do gaming and there was a really yeah. good program that they did in Egypt. So I was like, well, oh, yeah. you want to try it? Like, what Like, what do you want? Yeah. So even though I knew I would miss them, I never wanted them to not reach their full potential because I guilted them into staying home. Hey, we, you know, if he's still interested in gaming, Bmore has a lot of gaming. Yeah. He's, na- he's now more, um, directing like film Ooh, TV. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he's, uh, he's very much, um, and marine biology. So he major in film, double major film in marine biology. Oh my God. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I told wow. him with, he wants to tell our stories and I said, well, with environmental racism, yeah, you yeah. can tell movies through these animals, through the, yes. you know, like, so. Yeah. Oh my God. I just got goosebumps. You know, I think one thing that you said is so amazing, which is like how I basically I go to therapy so that I can work on this type of parenting, which is what you just said about like, making sure you don't guilt your child into doing something (laughs) right. Like, because Arthi and I, we talk about this all the time, our entire like, our entire existence has been just being guilted by our elders into doing something. So like, that's the one thing I try to do with my kids. I'm like, I don't want to make them feel like they're doing something because they're worried about how mama's going to feel, you know? Yep. Yep. I I feel like that's why I feel, even though every culture, ethnicities and races have their differences, I feel like when you are a minority, Mm -hmm. Indian, Black, we have a lot of the same foundational things. Mm -hmm. Even if the religion is different, even if this is different, it's like you never want to disappoint your parents, no matter... I mean, let's be honest, your family can be toxic sometimes, but blood is thicker than water. You're never yeah. supposed to not. So, and your family will get upset with you if you like cut a family member off. I, I told a family member, I said, blood is thicker than water, but what happens if your blood in your body turns septic? It becomes poison and it kills you. Oh, wow. your, your own blood can kill you. Let me write yeah. that down for Thanksgiving. You know? <laughs> <laughs> But you know, it's a, it's a lot. And it was funny. A comedian made a joke. He goes, white people will get rid of their family. We don't talk to Billy Bob. We don't talk to this person. He said a black person could have a former crackhead cousin and they're allowed over, but they're just like, okay, put all the jewelry up, put everything up that he could possibly take. And it's like, right. you take oh. precautions, you take precautions, but you don't cut them off until yeah. it takes a lot to cut yeah. somebody that's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. It's not like you never do it, but right. when you do it, it's very painful and it takes a lot. Yeah. 
And there's always a little room to, for that person to come to back. Come in. back, yeah. It's like you better yeah. act, act right, and then or they just show up at a family dinner, and you're like, fine. And you know that's interesting mm-hmm. because I feel like, granted, she is at work technically, okay. but Tiffany Moon being put in the situation where she's having to deal with Brandy and accept her apology is very much like she's able to do this because of her Asian and immigrant upbringing where you're like, you know what? You just, you gotta just move on because yeah. there's people dying that look like you elsewhere. That is so. such a good point. I'm going to pause right there. Guys, <laughs> if you've been listening and eavesdropping in, you already know these voices <laughs> from the reality is pod I have. And I hope I'm saying it right. I know I've listened to you say it. I can hear you say it in my head, but I'm going to say it anyway. Nor and Artie. Yeah. Yes. Now, is it is it like a is it like a nor or is it just nor? You know, we get fancy sometimes. <laughs> okay, so thank you for clarifying. It's not nor like neither nor. It is nor like yeah, yeah. So you you were right. It wasn't fancy. That's just like that's actually the that's a, I'm, I'm like there's a reason that there's two R's there. There's two O's. There's a reason that there's two there because yes. this is so funny. The rice, nor, I'm like, that doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. And it, that's mm-hmm. why it's just nor. Yeah. And I'm RT. The T is like a very, yeah, it's a very soft T. Okay, so I'm going to say. You have to put your tongue to the wait. Do I just put my lips together and blow? <laughs> you kiss the peach. So, <laughs> hold on. RD. That's that right. Perfect. Right. <laughs> so okay. let me tell you, you guys, I'm so happy to talk to you. So I recently start up um, a little bit early. Wait. God, are we? Is it March? Okay, March. So September of, I'm like, where, what, where am I? September of last year. Things started opening back up here and I took my chance and I was like, all right, I'm going to try this. Um, I've always wanted to try dermaplaning. So I was like, I'm going to try it because I'm mm-hmm. I'm not really big into hair. I try to do as best I can. But since I was in, um, a teenager, I just loved something about skincare. I loved skin. So I'm like, oh, I want to try this dermaplaning. So I, I went the first time and two different locations in Maryland, one in Ellicott City, one um, the other, both in Ellicott City, uh, but one is like down the road from the other, it's the same company. And I read their COVID precautions. It's owned by an Indian woman. So Mm. Mm. I got it done the first time at one of their locations. And the sister of um, the Indian woman, Tishna, I love her. Tishna is the one that did my face. And I like that location, but they have a newer one. And I'm very, how do I say? I like New Orleans when I go. And some people are a fan of old historic stuff. I like brand new glass and brass. (laughs) Like, I, 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 like if, if we ever remodeled a home, I'm not living there while we're doing it unless it was like built this year and then we're redoing it. Yeah. And, and like, but my husband, my kids, they like the older things, but I'm very new. So when you walk into their new spot, everything is open. It's just glass one person at a time, but they're Indian. And since I'm going to her, her and I have had some of the best talks about Indian culture and black culture and mm-hmm. her older sisters, Sonia. She um, has her business and she said, you know, I don't have kids. And, and, my, and my mother is still very upset with me. She said, here, I own a business. I've employed yeah. my sister. I've done everything. She said, I didn't even, no, she, she is married. She said, 
I was perfectly comfortable having a boyfriend, but my mother said, since you're already, since I'm already dead, basically, cause you won't have children, you could at least get married. So, <laughs> right. so she married him, yeah. but it was just so interesting, like to hear about her cult, to hear about the culture and then hear about, and just think about my culture and different cultures. So is that, uh, would you say it's an Indian culture or I know there's different, how do you say caste? caste systems, right? So are there different beliefs within the different castes or is it just culturally, you know, and by the way, guys, we will get back to Brandy, but I've been waiting to ask them this question. (laughs) Sure. So, so, so Noor is from Pakistan and I'm from India. Okay. But we are sort of, so India and Pakistan were created post- Colonial, colonial okay. colonialism. Okay. So white white men fucking things up. <laughs> basically. Yeah. So basically. before that, before before the British came over, it was all one big place. Asia, South Asia, yes. and there were yep. many kingdoms and many many different groups and many kingdoms and dynasty okay. and all of that. So our uh, our when we talk about history and all of that, we go way back, way back, yes, way back. Yes, okay. And that's what we talk about. And there's a lot of written history, right? So okay. we, and then, then came the British um, and they fucked up a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> and they basically, uh, they basically, um, you know, they just worked on our uh, self-esteem and made sure we had zero by the time they left. Yeah. So we had to work. <laughs> I'm going to sip my tea. We had to work our way back from there and learn what confidence means and all of that, because which is why we make a very good model of uh, immigrant, because we keep our mouth shut. We follow the rules. We don't want to we don't want to attract att- attention. attention. Mm-hmm. We want to keep quiet and keep moving on. But having so uh, your question was about what is it in, you know, is there there is one Indian culture, one okay. South Asian culture. Okay. Yeah, that we can all sort of identify with. Okay, and uh, we usually call ourselves Desis, which is okay, which is a uh, uh, which is literally if you know about the Italian paisan, it's like yes, our, yes, our, our homie, right? So it's like paisan okay. from our uh, from our country. That's what it means in Italy okay. for the whole country. And so Desi literally means anybody in the South Asian ecosystem, we call each other Desi. That's like our, our, our brother, our sister. Sister, That's okay. I got it. Okay. That's what it means. So when you hear us saying about Desi culture and Desi, that's what we mean. It, it, it transcends the borders in South Asia. It's like Pakistan, Sri Lanka, South, all of South Asia sort of comes under that umbrella of Desi, right? And uh, there is a culture that pervades all the different countries. And that is. Wait, so when you say pervades, means it goes through. There's a through line, right? Through them all. Okay, okay, okay. And it's uh, essentially very heavily uh, influenced by Bollywood. Yeah. And very heavily influenced by the game of cricket. Okay. Yes. I I know what that is. So those two are our main religions. Actually, that's our <laughs> secular. Our secular religions are. It took a second, and normally. <laughs> so you have the main religions in South Asia are Bollywood and uh, and cricket, <laughs> and then you have a whole bunch of religions. Yeah. 
And then every religion has its own caste and subcaste. Yes. So it's not okay. just Hinduism has its caste system. She that's did, a very yeah. powerful caste system. But so does uh, the Islamic communities and so does uh, the Christians in yes, uh, yes, in yes. Also have their own, you know, subsex uh-huh. and all of that, and each one thinks they're superior than the other, and it's all that, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. So all of that. Oh my gosh! And then on top of all of that diversity, we also have a diversity of languages. Yeah. Okay. So we have about fifty or so actual main languages, and then what? a whole. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. each one of those has a whole bunch of dialects. So it's yeah. like. It's very interesting. <laughs> it's super, super, super complicated. It's an old, old. The reason I talked wow. about how old India and South Asia is, is because it's so old. It's like 3,000 years old. So you have all of this built up people and cultures and subcultures and dialects. And oh so it gosh. can it can transcend. So not, there is no one Indian language. There's right. nothing called Indian language. Language, right, there's, exactly. There is no Indian food. It's food from different regions and different yeah. communities. Okay. And so what Noor, and I will, I, I can identify what Noor, can, Noor eats, but it'll be very different from what I cook. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And also because the region okay. is so big, you have influences from like China because people don't realize China's right there. Like, you know, we have influences from like Nepal, like Nepal. We have influences from Afghanistan. We have influences from Russia. So like you had the, wow. the Soviet Union was right there, right above Pakistan, like the entire mm. time. So, <clears throat> OK, we've had so many different types of people going through the region, whether it's the British, whether it's the Ottomans, whether it's the Chinese, whether it's the uh, you Persians, know, it's Persians, the- it's everybody yeah. has gone through there. So there's so many different types of of like South Asian people and there's so many different cultures, but the one thing that like, like, you know, Arthi said, we got Bollywood, we got uh <laughs> cricket, but the one thing that is true to like all South Asians is like aunties and like yes. the things that they say and the comments from the community. And it doesn't matter if you are a South Indian Brahmin Hindu or, you know, Punjabi Pakistani Muslim, Okay. You are all tied by the same bullshit obligations <laughs> that like aunties <laughs> will put on you. So like this girl you're talking about the salon, you know, this this crap that her mom is giving her about like, well, I was basically dead. So right. like, cuz you're not giving yeah. your grandchild like that stuff, like that kind of that pressure, it exists mm-hmm. throughout the subcontinent. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it like a little bit on like Shots of Sunset. Like we've seen yes. it, obviously we saw it on Family Karma last year, but like there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of different kinds of people, but the things that we bond on for sure are like- <laughs> That that and our parents are wilding. Like, <laughs> and let me tell you, they are. It's it's so funny. So there's two things that I have to say to you, and it's, you know, people look at me and they see black. People look at a lot of people, right, and they see black. Mm-hmm. So my mother's family is from Tallahassee, Florida, where Seminoles were. So I was talking to an Indian woman, and I said, I was telling her that, and I said, pardon me if I'm saying Indian, but it. It's probably something else, but never taught, you know, what the other name yeah, is. Yeah. So, and I told her, I said, my grand, my grandmother's grandmother was full with a full Indian. And they were trying to figure out her. We, 
uh, my grandmom had a picture of her and they were trying to figure out her tribe. And so um, I was telling the woman that and I said, I don't know if Indian is what I'm supposed to be saying, though, just growing up. I just knew, wow, this is my great, great grandmom who's and um, she said Southeast Asian. And I went to her. I said, OK. And I wish I had have messaged her. But then listening to you guys and like trying to do research and learning, I wasn't even aware that that's considered because she said that. And I, you mm-hmm. said Southeast Asian, right? South Asian. Yeah. South, South Asian. Yeah. I want Southeast. Yeah. South Asian. Because when I told her where the family's from and I was like, wait, they never told us we were Asian. So I'm like just trying to figure out. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's just so crazy. And the fact that you say auntie. So down south, like I say aunt up here, but all of my cousins down there, it's all auntie, auntie. That's what they call them. So. I've been, I've always wanted to see like either, I didn't know, I don't know if a 23 and me will tell me just exactly what part, like what tribe my great, you know, was from. And then learning, learning from my mom and doing research and for people, non-people of color listening, uh, you heard Arti and Noor talk (laughs) (laughs) talk about just how far back you go and, and the different, um, sex of your culture and you talk about it you can say I'm from this case or I'm from this tribe and this is our tradition or this is our tradition so I remember growing up asking my mom why don't we have traditions never and never really getting into it she never really got into it because I the older black people in my family never wanted to talk about what they went through Mm -hmm. and so when I remember my kids growing up saying why don't we have tradition? And I promise you guys it all ties in. But so I'm learning that, oh, the reason that I have such that I have Indian in my family is because the white man took Asian uh, Indian women and black men and bred them together like animals because they felt mm-hmm. that, that that was the super hybrid. So uh, guys, in case you didn't hear that, white men took Asian women, um, Indian women and black men and yep. mated them as if they were animals yep. because they felt like they were the two superior races. So that's when I started learning. So you have that. Then you have the other side of the family. Let's say my I don't know exactly where my father's uh, family is from. But let's say they're from Africa and they were brought over here and made slaves. I don't know. There's no record. There's no birth date. There's no nothing. So we don't have traditions because we don't even know mm-hmm. where we're from. I have well, a picture of a, of a of a grandparent knowing that I have. Oh, my dad's family was from mm-hmm. Africa over here, but we don't have tradition. Yeah. And then there's West Indians. Those are Indians that were brought here by the British um, by the. British call, uh, you know, um, East India Company that brought, uh, um, they weren't called slaves, but they were called bonded laborers. Yes. And they were brought over to West Indies. And so they called it West Indies because it was like the India in the East and the India in the West wow. and West Indians. And so we have Trinidad and Guyana and all of those other countries that is predominantly Indian, right? A lot wow. of, a lot of folks are Indian. I mean, West uh, uh, Trini- Trinidad is almost 50% of Indian origin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And wow. the music is very heavily influenced. Soka is very heavily influenced by Indian music. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, I will hear that. a Soka song and I will remember, I'll be yeah. like, no, yeah. that's a Bollywood song. And it's yes. this one. 
And yes. they're like, no. But the Soka folks took it. And they oh, my God. Oh. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Can I, I, t- I tell you, watching. Yeah. Wait, what was it called on Netflix? The Real Wives Fab- of Bollywood. Fabulous, fabulous Fab- Wives of Bollywood Wives. Yeah. All of them reminded me of my aunts. Yeah. Or my girl or my girlfriends. And the way they talk to each other. And you always have that one in the group that is that is sensitive on the deep inside, but on the outside, she's rough. And oh my God, I can't think of yeah. her Mahit. name on yes, Mahit, but she'd be like, get over it, get over yeah. it. And it's like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> then you have the real sensitive one. Then you have the one that's kind of like, I'm just living like yeah. I just loved it so much. And it I'm watching it going, wow, I can identify with these women. It's not foreign to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. more foreign to me sometimes to watch these white franchises, even though it's not foreign, foreign, because I've had to live in their world, Yeah, but mm-hmm. it's not an immediate, like a connection, like, oh, I love these women. I know these women, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. even though they are, people may look at them and look at me and say, you're totally different. And it's like, well, not as much as you think. You yeah. know, so yeah. I, I appreciate being able to talk to you guys because I was so excited and had so many questions when I was like, and I didn't ask my mom because I'm like, we don't really have a record yeah. of anything. So I'm like, mm-hmm. are we Asian? <laughs> Did you know? Yeah, I mean, you might be. You know? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You know, but so I, I, just, I wish I had that picture of my, so I could show you guys and be like, look. Like she's like literally in full like headdress and everything, I believe. Yeah. But yeah. um, I think she was in. But it's just so interesting that on a on a base level, we're humans and we're watching somebody like a Brandy Redman act as if she's better mm-hmm. than a tip. All of them act as if they're better than a Tiffany Moon. And it's like, how dare you? How dare you? How dare <laughs> you? You know? And if and I think I feel like a lot of minorities watching are probably so team Tiffany because they recognize what it feels like to be treated like that in a space. And when she jumped in that water to try to be front, to try to make them happy, I knew I felt what she felt. And then you get mad at yourself and it's almost like a shameful feeling like, yeah, why did I do this to try to be friends with people who have really have a problem with people who look like me? Mm -hmm. Right. Every, every one of us has been in a situation where somebody said something like you didn't expect it, but yeah. somebody said something nasty Yes, and it was such a shock that it takes you a while to compose yourself and figure out how to respond. And then like hours later, you're sitting there and getting angry. And why did I respond this way? Why didn't I say like, why did I even smile at her why did I say that other thing I should have just snapped at her Mm -hmm. why didn't I and so I think that's what Tiffany was going through like as she was jumping into the water she was like no I'm still not over what happened back there and I'm still so upset and why am I and I can't I can't swim I've said that before Okay. And also the other thing was that like, she, when she feels bad, she feels, she feels angry at herself. And then two, she feels so bound by this voice in her head that she's grown up with that says, don't make noise, keep your head down. It's not worth it. They're not going to understand. Just do your best to be who you are. Right. And it's such a difficult place to be because as women who like in 2021, we're, we, you know, we want to be able to use our voices. We want to be able to say, no, that's fucked up. That's not cool. Mm -hmm. But also we don't want to be the ones that are shaking things up because we want to also be liked, like we're human beings. So she gets into the water, she comes out and then she leaves before she can have a conversation with anybody about it. Because 
at the core, what does she want to say in that conversation? She wants to say, Brandy, what you're saying to me and how you're acting is that you are a self-serving racist, but she's not going to say those things to her because she doesn't want to shake things up because the voice in her head that she's been raised with tells her it's not worth it to go to go again yep. because our cultures asian culture south asian cultures black culture has been so heavily influenced by the white man telling us that our voice isn't worth hearing so yep. why don't bother explaining it to them because yep. they've spent gen, you know thousands of years telling us that our voice isn't the one that anybody should be listening to. Right. So it's like a real mind fuck. Mm-hmm. It's it literally anxiety is the act of your is when your brain wants one thing, but another side of your brain wants another thing. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's what it is. And she had like a panic attack and yeah. she left because, and I don't blame her because I don't need a fucked up place for Brava to be putting her in. And then the fact that for Carrie, Andy asked Carrie, did you see Andy ask Carrie about it on watch what happens live? And she's like, Oh, I forgot she said that. Like he's she yeah. she she's told you she's afraid of water, and she's like, "Oh, I forgot she said that." Yeah, because it's not important. By the because way, because it's not important. Carrie, I just posted it on her Instagram. Um, first of all, I guess it's uh, Court. What's her face? Cam. <gasps> Cam. Oh my God. Husband's I have brother. To His name is Chart. Have- okay, which like Chart. first of all, white like- people, how dare you come at us with anything? You have names like Chart. <laughs> Secondly. <laughs> He so he wrote he posted some super inappropriate thing about awesome. culture appropriation. He said your your culture is my costume, and fucking Carrie was like, "You're so funny." I was like, "Okay, this is why yeah. Carrie fucking sucks." Okay, and this uh-huh. is why I will yeah. I will stand. Now I don't outside of this. I don't know if Leanne is or not, but this particular instance, I, and I was telling white people, know what you're saying. I not saying that. I wasn't calling Leanne a racist. I was saying what she said was racist. And come on, we all know if I were to say I'm a strong black woman, I'm a strong black woman. And me and a white person got into an argument and they said, where's this strong black woman? Ma'am, don't you? The argument is going to turn into something else, I'm Mm -hmm. sure. So Mm -hmm. Leanne, you knew better. Mm -hmm. But I I never took it to be. I'm not going to say I want to say. Carrie, you act like you were that hurt. And then you could comment that when somebody's literally culturally appropriating another, I mean, appropriating another culture for a costume, you think it's funny, but you were mm-hmm. hurt by what Leanne said to you. Like my brain, but I was like, who I'm not going to say anything because, you know, these, these new, and I'm, these new woke people that don't look like us are trying to tell us <laughs> what we should and shouldn't say. If you mm-hmm. don't get it. I had somebody tell me I needed, I needed to call somebody out for being racist. I said, do you know what the word racist means? Do you know what racism is? Do you know what bigot means? Do you know what prejudice means? Mm -hmm. How are you telling me as a black woman, I need to do what? (laughs) It it, it infuriates me. And I want to say, go back to sleep. Like all these woke people take a nap. Yeah. Science says you need to take a nap (laughs) anyway. You need to go back to sleep. Isn't that fun when like, and this especially happens on Facebook, like Facebook is full of ladies who want to be like, I'm going to tell you brown person what racism really means. Think about it. Facebook is the devil's taint. Even though I I try to be positive, but it can be the devil's taint. It is. It is. It is. It's. And I, my favorite to one to roll my eyes at is the one where, you know, they say that it's not racism. It's only mental illness, but it's not oh. racism. 
and that uh, <laughs> and that you know the guy in uh, in what was it in Georgia yes. killed all yes. the only Asian women only. only Asian only but that wasn't racism it was it was uh, because he had a bad day a bad and he day. was going he was going through mental issues if that guy's name had started with Muhammad oh forget it bad day guys i'd be on the next next flight out okay right right flight out to guantanamo too if it had started with look jermaine jerome jerome Jerome. he would would not even get the flight out he would be not right he wouldn't he wouldn't the muslim would be the muslim if it was a muslim guy he would be tortured in guantanamo for pleasure right waterboarded but if it was a black guy, he would not he'd even be, make he'd it be dead. He'd be dead. Yeah, he'd be dead. So when he said that, and I loved um, uh, guys listening, please go listen to the Reality Is Pod. This episode in particular that they just put out, all their episodes are good, but I loved how you guys talked about how they tried, how they tried to make it seem like he did that for Christianity mm-hmm. because he was being tempted. And him, and I love when you said you're not saying Brandy, was responsible for what he did, but the belief is the same. Mm-hmm. When he was saying, basically, he looked at those women like temptation, so he had to get rid of them. And Brandy is saying, blaming Deandra De- from Ashama, calling it temptation. That same Bible says, you don't put your way, yourself in the way of temptation. And it also mm-hmm. says, the Lord provides a way of escape for you. He didn't mean by killing people or yeah. by mm-hmm. shaming people with the Bible. So, those Asian women didn't sh- show up on his step trying to seduce him. And even if they did yeah. killing, yeah. Them, it would be for you to walk away. You're supposed mm-hmm. to walk away from temptation. How dare you go to a place and say, I'm at your establishment. You're tempting me. I'm mm-hmm. going to kill you. And then mm-hmm. say it's in the name of Christianity. Mm-hmm. It's, it's those same Christians that, instead of praying for our country, we're on their knees praying for Trump to win Mm -hmm. and disparaging Mm -hmm. President Obama, disparaging Mm -hmm. Joe Biden. It's Mm -hmm. those same Christians. So I have, I had a big issue with them saying it's in the name of Christianity because it makes us look crazy. It really does. And what Brandy did makes us look crazy. Like you saw a medium. She saw a shaman. Yes. You You were calling, looking for spirits. You mm-hmm. had a Ouija board. And what do you do with a Ouija board? You ask it questions, right? But yet DeAndra shouldn't go to a shaman to mm-hmm. ask questions. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. so outdone. I was screaming. I wanted to pick up my TV and throw it. I, <laughs> I, I was so mad. You know what's interesting is that in the last week I've been listening, or not last week, the episode was on Tuesday. So I heard a couple of podcasts from since Tuesday. And it's so interesting because there are a couple of podcasts that were like, Oh, this finally, this episode of Dallas was so fun. Dallas was, was so light. They all just like partied and got drunk and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't think people of color are watching Dallas the same way that white people are because mm-hmm. I watch Dallas every week and I need to take a break and I need to like, I watch literally 20 minutes at a time. I cannot watch the whole thing at once. Mm-hmm. It's too triggering for me. It's too mm-hmm. upsetting. But especially this last episode, I was like, how the fuck did you think that was a light episode? Brandy went in about how, she, you know, she wants to do everything through Jesus. And I was like, and- yeah. <sighs> and honest, and and what, what I also don't like either is 
The Bible talks about your actions. Anybody can walk around and memorize an entire Bible and quote scripture, but what are your actions? So when you stop talking to your, when you, she would been friends with Stephanie for years before the show, before they had kids, she knew Stephanie struggled with depression and tried to commit suicide at one point. Then you get in this show and you feel like Stephanie's getting a little bit of extra attention. On top of that, you see an article that Stephanie was quoted in, but you didn't read the full quote. You assumed it meant something and you cut your friend who suffered with depression and considered suicide. You cut her off, not even having the compassion to think Mm-hmm. what that could have done to her. And, and you did it without even a conversation. It's not like you had a conversation with Stephanie. She said what you thought she said, and then it was over. And then you befriended Leanne, who you know has childhood abandonment issues, who said, who tried to get you and Stephanie back together and asked you, just please don't stop being my friend when you go back to Stephanie. And what did you do, Christian? You turned yeah. around and did the very thing she asked you not mm-hmm. to do. So how dare you? You ran around with a big brown dildo chasing <laughs> Cam outside of Christianity. She wanted boundaries. Get it away from me. And you and because yeah. you thought it was funny. Like yeah. I, she yeah. she makes my skin crawl. Yeah, she does. She does. And she, uh, what upset me more was just watching her talk to her kids, right? We've talked about it on our pod. Mm. Is her talking to her kid upset me the most? Because yes. here, she, here we saw it in action where the parent was doc- indoctrinating their child into thinking about being more exclusive and othering people and saying, okay, they are not us. You know, we are special, right? And we know, you know, that we're not going to be, uh, we are not like them, right? And that we are, you know, the whole thing that the way she was talking to her, that upset me even more because Mm -hmm. to be honest, and I don't know if anybody that does that, I don't talk to my child about other people's religion. I don't. If if anything, I'll say, well, that's their religion and that's how they practice it. And this is the facts of it. You know, Christians go to church, Muslims go to mosque, that kind of fact. Me too. I don't, I don't, I'm not an expert in somebody else's religion for me to teach that to my child. Right. Or to tell my child that their religion is any lesser than mine. And I don't, I don't, I don't know. I didn't like it. Was, but so, I know that it yeah. happens elsewhere, too. I mean, yeah, it happens yeah. in India. In India, the Hindus are the majority, and they will put down uh, Muslims, right? Oh, he's okay. a Muslim. Okay. So yeah, that happens yeah. everywhere where there is a majority of a particular religion. Yeah, yes, okay. It happens everywhere. So I'm not saying that it doesn't happen elsewhere. I'm just saying that in this day and age, in this country, it's kind of hard to watch. Watch. Yeah. And, and the thing that drives me the craziest is that you, you just said to like so many moments where Brandy was exclusive in the way that she is friends with someone or was, you know, just pushing somebody out and whatever. But this season, she is now demanding not just Tiffany, but the whole fucking country to be on this sob story with her about her rehabilitation and her issues with, you know, suicide and everything. Let me say something. I struggle with suicidal depression. I have been struggling with it for my entire life. And I understood the, we talked about this when the, the premiere actually happened was 
I understood Brandy saying, I got so lonely that I considered ending my life. And I completely, completely sympathized with that feeling because I I understand that feeling. Mm-hmm. But Brandy only wants to make sure that that feeling goes away. She doesn't want to make sure that she works on what led to the point where right. people decided to remove her from their circle. She's yep. not looking for that. She just wants to put a Band-Aid on yep. people should just like her. People should just yeah. like her because she's she funny. Depression. Yeah. Because she's fine. It's kind of, I mean, Carrie did the same thing. She used her daughter's mental health as a way for people to feel sympathy for her. And didn't talk about the reason. And didn't talk about the Why reason. Why her daughter started struggling was what? Black Lives Black Matter. Black Lives Matter. <laughs> insane. It is insane. So watching people... Then, I mean, the internet is a wild place. Yes, definitely. But watching people defend her, I mean... I had somebody, I think, Tari, I sent you the screenshots and yes, stuff. Yes, you There's did. somebody who got climbed into, and it was so insensitive because this happened the same night as yes. the attacks on the women in Atlanta. And um, this person decided to say how, you know, what is it about? I said, you know, the, the stuff came out about Brian. And I said, we are an anti-Brandy yeah. group, but I feel bad for her because it sucks to be cheated on. Like, that's yeah, period. Sucks, right. Right. Period. And they were like, well, why are you so anti Brandy? Like, why shouldn't we try to be more compassionate? Like if Tiffany forgave her, then shouldn't you forgive her? I was like, first of all, Tiffany can forgive her because that's her fucking coworker. And she has to like show up at work every day. Like people forget that these people don't actually ha- all have real friendships. A lot of times right. you have to deal with somebody at work. Like not to quote Kenya, because Kenya's saying all kinds of crazy. Right. Kenya does talk a lot about like you were at work. Right. So what right. You did at right. Work, coming out mm-hmm. now. Right. Yeah, yep, it's like, yep. Brandy and Tiffany are coworkers and Tiffany is being kind enough with her coworker to give her some leeway. I don't have to do the same fucking thing. Right. Cause y'all right. are not the same. You and Tiffany, yeah. even if you were the same from the same case, sisters, everything we're different people. We're not all mon- We're not a monolith. Yes. Right. And it's like, I don't need to feel sympathy for Brandy because somebody else decided to forgive her. And just because Tiffany decided to forgive Brandy does not mean that Tiffany speaks for all Asian people. Yes. Please say that. It's, and, and that's been actually the, the hardest thing on Bravo um, as they incorporate more diversity in quotes into their shows is that they will often just like plop a person of color in Boom. and expect them to sort of speak for yep. everybody who belongs to that group. And yep. um, Chelsea from Ono Bravo and I talked about this when I went on her live, which is yep. that, you know, what are we doing about, it's not just about who you put in front of the camera, but is there anybody in the crew that mm. is there for these people of color? Like when Tiffany jumped into the water and she was having a meltdown, was there anybody there for her to sit with and say, okay, this all happened really quickly and Brandy said some crazy shit. Like, what are we gonna do about this? Right. No, uh, there's a girl, Jasmine Good. She was in, she's in the Bachelor franchise. She's black. And sometimes they were at like Bachelor in Paradise and they go run and jump in the water. She said, I can't do that. Is there mm-hmm. products for my hair when I get out of the water? You know, even simple things like that. And there's nobody I can talk to about that. Mm-hmm. It, it just looks like now I'm difficult. Yeah. Now I'm yeah. a difficult black woman. Yeah. Because I yeah. didn't want to do what everyone else was doing. So I see it. It. it I remember you guys, because I, I didn't get to see all of the live, but I remember coming in and you guys were talking some real stuff like, yeah, who's behind <laughs> the camera? Who's in who's behind the camera? Who's the producer? Who's in the corporate offices? We yeah. need people sitting in those chairs speaking for us. Who's in the boardroom saying yeah. that's not the case. 
I personally. Who's in the editing room? Yes. Is there, yep. is there editors and producers? Those are the guys who pull the strings and edit stuff. There should be more representation there. Yep. Do we have enough? Right. I don't I, know. I don't think so. Dr. Monica from Camp Getaway on Bravo was on the mm-hmm. podcast and she said, her story, like she got into a conflict with one of the white cast members, the women, and you could watch it and clearly see it was like, as soon as a white woman made it a problem, they all wanted to turn mm-hmm. on her. It, and it was a white guy. It was instant. And um, she said her story was being told through the white gaze, like the white. Yeah. And at first I was like, wait, huh? But she meant G-A-Z-E gaze. But so she. <laughs> So in case you guys didn't pick up, that's why she, it was, she, it's being told through the white gaze, the white lens, right. The white lens. Like I, I had an issue with a woman who happens to be white and only she, they would only have her address it in the testimonials. Mm -hmm. Now it looks like Dr. Monica is the aggressive black woman. And it's like, Mm -hmm. didn't you see what we saw? And there's a lot of things that this white man called her like a thigh and all that didn't even make air. Mm. So she's reacting to it, but that part didn't make oh my God. the air. So it's like Tiffany's story. It, I almost feel like it's being told. They're trying to tell it through Brandy's gaze. Mm-hmm. This is how mm-hmm. Tiffany, her mere presence is making her feel. Mm-hmm. I, 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 when, when, when Tiffany said, I think you're funny. I think you're, I, I wanted to yell, stop. You don't need to do this. Don't do it. Don't do it. Exactly. Exactly. It makes me cringe when when Tiffany apologizes or accommodates them because I don't think they deserve any of that accommodation. And I am just, it makes me so crazy. But I also understand where she's coming from because she's alone. And we've all had to do it. Mm -hmm. So if you have, if you are in a group and everybody in the group is telling you that you are the problem. And you have nobody else backing you up, even the person that brought you into the group, Deandra, by the way. It just makes you feel like maybe I am the problem. So she's like, I'll just walk the fine line and I'll just say sorry and apologize. But it makes me cringe every damn time when she apologizes because she doesn't deserve, she doesn't have to. No. Have you noticed that, Taria, that like in all these situations, Deandra is just quiet. She hasn't said one word. And then what she'll do is the night that they jumped in when her and Brandy were just outside, then you want to speak up when it's just y'all two and say, I don't understand it. And then the next morning when Tiffany's not there, when I, I feel like she felt like it wasn't a high stress environment, then she says, I didn't understand it either. I heard her on Danny Pellegrino's podcast mm-hmm. and she said, watching, she feels guilty that she didn't say something good. Oh, you good. should, you good. should feel very guilty. <laughs> I want you to. Yeah, yeah. The least you can do is feel guilty. Yeah, I want you to be watching and your heart physically feeling like it's breaking because yeah. imagine. And then what really got me, even though Carrie wasn't there, you, you saw Tiffany have a, a person who's normally put together. Everything is just so you saw her have a breakdown in the room. We saw the conversation she had with Deandra about her parents telling her she's not enough. So you don't think that's another reason she's trying to like fit in. Then she leaves early. Stephanie made the point. She's got something from one of us every day. Carrie, you were sitting at that table. She leaves early. Wait, wait, wait. Can we can we stop right there? So Stephanie knew. Yes. Stephanie yes, knew yes, and recognized yes. at that moment, in that moment, she recognized that including her, they had all picked on Tiffany. Yes, you're right. Yes. And and so and she made all of them aware. 
Mm-hmm. Tiffany gets off of work, goes over to her house, and Carrie wants to start out by saying, why did you do that? You were rude. Why did you leave? And I was like, Tiffany, don't uh, like, I know it's easier said than done, but one thing that I've taken with me and whether it's, if it's a friend who doesn't look like me, or if it's not a friend who doesn't look like me and you say something, I'm no longer going to be the only one feeling uncomfortable. If you make me feel uncomfortable, because sometimes someone, a white person will make you feel uncomfortable, right? And because you don't want to make them uncomfortable, you're quiet. Yeah. Both of us are going to be uncomfortable up in here. Now, I ain't going to be the only one uncomfortable. So if you come for me, like, yeah. I, I would go to work and they would say, girl, I need to look at that weave. It grew overnight. Yesterday you had a bob. Now look at that weave. Oh my God. I'm going to make you uncomfortable. Too. Now we're both going to be two uncomfortable mofos in here. Yes. I'm not just going to be uncomfortable. So I wanted Tiffany to be like, you're really sitting here trying to tell me I'm rude. I jumped into a body of water for you. Yeah. yeah. And and also speaking of comfort, it's like white people are not used to being uncomfortable because they exist in a system that thrives off of white supremacy. White supremacy is a system where rules are made for and built by white people. And the reason why they get so uncomfortable about being uncomfortable is because they've never had to be because the Mm -hmm. system is made for them. So when somebody, especially a person of color, comes in, asks questions, presents something new, their mind explodes. They don't know what the fuck to do. You have Brandy mm-hmm. saying shit like the gongs made me feel like I was going to go to hell. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> right. You have all these things. And it's only because and they act crazy and they say dumb shit because they've never had to think about these yep. things. They've been protected in a system of white supremacy. And that's not to say that every white, obviously not every white person is a white supremacist, but every white person benefits off of white supremacy. Every single one. So. Every single one. I had when all when. After George Floyd was murdered, mm-hmm. I had a woman that worked at my gym and I happened to see her and she said to me, let me ask you a question. Oh I was like, here we go. I hate her already. <laughs> here we go. So I said, yes. She said, what do you think about all the burning buildings and, oh, the, ri- and the riots? And I looked at her and I said, well, no homes were burned. Like, no, cause, oh, cause she said, if somebody tries to burn my home, I'm coming out with a shotgun. I said, well, they didn't burn any houses that people lived in. And I said, I will tell you this. If something happens to my son mm-hmm. in the area that he's going to school because of his race, like a hate crime and no actions were taken, you will find me holding the match. I'm on record. That's yes. what I think about it. And she was like, oh, <laughs> What do you think? What do you mean? Like, I don't, I don't get, even if you disagree, no, we don't want buildings burning and all of that. At, in the same token, I had to tell someone, you do know your forefathers, that's how they gained control of this country. What do you think they did to Indians? They walked in, they took their stuff, they set their stuff on fire and they had to find another place to live. So we're just following what your forefathers did. We're just following the blueprint that they left for this country. Mm-hmm. I, there was a sticker at my son's school two years ago. Um, the law department had students who were passing these stickers department, the, I mean, stickers out, which the law department, by the way, the professor in the law department was at the insurrection on stage yeah. Oh, he ended up resigning. Oh he ended up resigning. Yes. But he was there. People were like, 
is that a Chapman University professor? Oh my so in, God. so mind you, he was a law professor and there was law students passing around stickers that said one W O N one, not stolen talking about the country. We didn't steal it from them. We won. What is there to win? They lived here. These were stickers they passed around. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you don't get the message that sends. Mm-mm. You ha- you know, you have people of color. When mm-hmm. I saw that sticker, I got chills because I'm like, wow. And you think that's funny. And y'all are saying this. I just, there were stickers out last year that were um, Black Lives Splatter. <gasps> yeah. And I was wow. like, and I, I, when I saw it, I couldn't even allow myself to get in the comments. I was like, I'm backing out and turning because it's not even just the anger. It's a sadness. Like I was telling my mom today, sometimes you do you and you guys are women of color. Just ever think in your mind, somebody really hates me just off of my existence. I haven't said anything, haven't done anything. I'm trying to do my plate. I'm trying to do what I can do in the world to make it better. Not just for my kids, but for every life. And somebody mm-hmm. hates me just because the way I look. Yeah. It's like hard to yeah. really wrap your head around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. 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 It's, it's insane. And for people who, again, grow up being told that you need to make sure that the entire world loves you, that people accept you, that people like you, like South Asians, that's so deeply ingrained in everything that we do, especially for women. It's so deeply ingrained you know it's like you need to get married you need to make sure your husband loves you you need to make sure your kids love you you need to make sure that your in-laws love you you need to make sure that your relatives are never unhappy with you so for us when we think about the fact that yes we do live in a country and we exist in a world that looks at people like us as beneath them it's a real mind fuck. It's like, well, what the fuck am I trying for then? Mm-hmm. It's like, wh- what, what did you tell me my entire life to do? It- but not only that, you're looked at as the model minority, as messed up as it is for a reason. Mm-hmm. You think you're better than me? Like I'm doing pretty much what I'm supposed to do. And you're, you think you're better. Are you serious mm-hmm. right now? It's crazy. And they also... Just like slave owners pit light-skinned Blacks and dark-skinned Blacks against each other, they do it with the different ethnicities, too. I will never forget, Wesley Snipes gave an interview. I think it was in the 90s, late 90s, early 2000s, and said he's going to marry an Asian woman because when he comes home from work and he wants a glass of water, he don't want to hear any argument like, well, I got to get you a glass of water. Why can't you get your own? So I'm going to marry an Asian woman because she'll get my glass of water. I was like, as a woman reading that, I was like, number one, if I get mm-hmm. you a glass, if you ask, it's like give and take in a marriage. So if my husband asked me to get him a glass of water, I'm getting him one based on the fact that he would get me one too. But then to say, because this is all Asian women uh-uh. and this is all black women, it's like, Mm-mm. I couldn't believe that. And I'm like, they're trying to, it's like they're pitting us against each, against each other because if you don't really think about that, you will start looking at Asian women differently and, and Asian women could start looking at black women differently. There was a, a, a post on Facebook, a white woman who's dating a black man. And she wrote a letter to black women telling us why our men are going to them. So it's I'm- like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Wesley Snipes plays himself then in coming to America. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, it's like it's like pa- the patriarchy thrives through misogyny, yes, and right. white supremacy yes. thrives through Life's racism. The patri- right? Yeah, it's and like- and they harness the patriarchy because even yeah. if they want to give some power they'd like to give it to the men versus the women so they can let the men feel like they are equal to us Mm -hmm. because look there's still somebody below you that you can then you know uh harass and you can then feel powerful because you have power too because you have power over the women yes oh my god that's so true i i all of this, who would have thought, well, no, we probably would have thought, because I'm sure you guys, I was going to say, who would have thought you could get all that from a housewives, but I'm going to say this for people of color. And I'm sure you guys will agree watching housewives all these years. We've always seen it. Oh yeah. It just wasn't talked about. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now they're just talking about it, but mm-hmm. we've always have, can you guys think of an instance or a show where you were, that you were watching and felt maybe like, mm, I don't know what to call that, but it was now thinking back, oh. you know, it was a microaggression or it was something, but back watching it, you're like, something is off. I uh, so say- just re- wait, can oh. I give you one? Sure. I have one right off the top of my head. So just recently in New Jersey, right. And I talked to, um, I talked to somebody from the Bravo community about it, a friend of me through the Bravo world. Uh, but, and the recent, in this season of Jersey, we meet Dolores, right. And she's talking to us. I think it's like the first episode. She's talking to her, the mother. And she's talking about how her she her mother had a non-traditional relationship with her father because her father was the chief of police in Patterson, New Jersey, and her mother lived in Totowa. And her mother did not want to move to Patterson. She wanted to stay in Totowa. So she stayed in her house in Totowa and she lived in Patterson. Now for people, and now, Taria, you know, because you're from Jersey, but people who don't know New Jersey and don't know North Jersey, especially Patterson and Totowa are literally right next to each other. The difference is that Patterson has people of color and Totowa is primarily white. So mm-hmm. when Dolores is talking about her mother not wanting to move to Patterson, it's not just because she doesn't want to leave her house. It's probably because there were other reasons why yep. this Italian lady didn't want to move out of her home to Patterson that is filled with, especially at that time, Arabs and Mm -hmm. Latin people. So it's like, you know, that's, that's what it is. It's not actually about her house. It's about the fact that she didn't want to move to an area where there were more people of color. And I'm not saying like, obviously Dolores seems like a lovely person and her mom seems like a sweet lady. She massages her children's feet or her grandchildren's feet, <laughs> you know? So she's a nice lady. But the thing is, when they say stuff like this, I have to think about the context, right? Of like, yep. why is it that they're saying this? Or why did this this thing happen? And it's probably, all, look, all signs usually point to white man did some fucked up shit. <laughs> yes, and, and 100%, I was talking to somebody that's from that area that kind of knows them on the fringes. Mm-hmm. So when you're a per and I'm not, when you are not from here, when you're an immigrant, let's say an Italian immigrant and you make it over here and you can start a business, you are pro America. Mm-hmm. You are an anybody that you feel is not as gratuitous to America as you something's wrong with them. So her, them living in a white area means prestige to them, means they've made it. 
them voting for them being Trump supporters is not surprising because their parents are immigrants. So they got here to America and they've made it. And so it's America is this beautiful place. I had an Italian woman tell me my my ancestors pulled themselves up by their bootstraps. And yes. I told her, and some of our ancestors came over in straps. See the difference? Yes. I said, and your ancestors look like our oppressors. So yeah, you can go to the bank and they're going to give you the loan to start your business in your Italian neighborhood because you look like them. Whereas black people, when they would go and fill out loan applications or mortgage applications, they're being marked and given higher interest rates that mm -hmm. they couldn't afford. And then guess what ends up happening? A white man comes in and buys it. So when she said that to me, that's the mindset of a lot of older generation, like Dolores, I feel like an older uh, immigrants that come over here. Like how dare mm -hmm. you take a knee mm -hmm. against this country when this country has done so much. And it's like, it's no. true for Indian uh, immigrants as well. The, yeah. the the more wealthy the immigrant, mm -hmm. Indian immigrant, they're all uh, Republicans because they are looking for their pocket. Mm -hmm. They are looking at their money. So all of the rich Indians vote Republican because they're looking at the tax brackets. They don't care about social justice. Okay, they're no. looking at the tax bracket. So they and have also made it. They're racist too. Yeah, they're <laughs> racist too. But they've also made it into the white man's inner sanctum they yes. made it okay the top. they made it into the wealth they are okay. now they think of themselves as equal to the okay. white man okay. the white man still doesn't think of them as equal they don't get that dumb shit right they think <laughs> that they are equal to the white man and so they feel like they have to vote like the man, white man so they can get the benefits as well so if you look at like very wealthy indians they are also just as much it's the same across um, many different immigrant groups. You saw mm -hmm. the group from what was that show that we watched in Dallas? Uh, there was that uh, Asian Asian uh, family that we family watched. Family Karma? House of Ho. No, no, no House, House of Ho. House, House of Ho. Okay, you guys. They're all Republicans. Shocking, but not and, shocking. And not only that, the young Ho. <laughs> the yes. young son -ho. Reagan? Yes. He was the yeah. only one that was against them. But what about how there, we knew there was something that happened with his wife, but she didn't want to share the story. And it ended up that he was an alcoholic. And the oh, mom, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. The mom like shamed the wife for like yeah. her son being an alcoholic. They're so mm -hmm. fucked up. But like, this is the thing that it, it, when when you buy as an Asian person, you have to be really conscious of the fact that we are considered the model minority. We have to be conscious of like not falling into that because when you do fall into the model minority, the white man will reward you for yes, it right yeah. in whatever way he thinks it's rewarding it's not his reward it's never going to be at his level but it's going to be good enough to keep you quiet right mm -hmm. like in new jersey we mm -hmm. had um like huge trump events actually in like 2015 because <sighs> there's such a huge indian community but even just looking in jersey right you have the wakilis kathy and richie wakilis the Wakilis are massive trump supporters like massive fucking rosie rosie mm. right Oh my God. Right. Like, so, you know, you have, you have this across the board where minorities, especially immigrants, when you come in and you quote unquote, make it, mm -hmm. they, they make sure they kind of feed off of um, the xenophobia that a lot of immigrants have against black people to keep, they feed into that. 
so that mm-hmm. they can keep doing right by the white man. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's what it comes down to. Because even like Arthi and I have talked a lot about colorism in our podcast. And there's a, you know, there's a huge, there's a huge disparity between how lighter skinned South Asians are treated and darker skin. Arthi is South Indian. So where okay. Arthi is from, they're darker skinned people. And I'm Pakistani. And so it's closer to North India. We're considered lighter skinned people. But mm-hmm. even within, so we're going to be treated differently. And within my own family, my oldest brother, he's darker. My husband is really quote unquote, fa- I hate the term fair skin. I know what you so mean. Yes. Stupid. Yep. Yep. He's lighter brown. Right. Yeah. And the way that everybody treats everyone is so it's, it, it's so different. And it's like, um, I know that Sasha, Sasha was on um, a few episodes ago mm. from uh, the Bravo breakdown. And she talked about how her grandmother would treat her differently because she was darker and her mm. other cousins were not. And it's like, I would have, ex- I've experienced that growing up. My husband's experienced it. He's really, really light skinned. And his one cousin who probably is the hottest member of his family. Okay. <laughs> But he's very dark and how everybody treated my husband like the golden child. Yep. But they treated his cousin like he was a bad kid. He was not a bad kid. He was a darker kid. You know, yep. so this mm-hmm. this all of it ties down to, you know, we talk about like, oh, but Carrie's Mexican. Carrie is but Carrie's also white passing. Thank you. Carrie mm-hmm. benefits off of being a blonde, light-skinned Mexican woman. It's not until she starts talking that somebody would even think to discriminate against yeah. her. Mm-hmm. But she is, she gets to pass. There was a show, yeah. Mexican Dynasties. I mm-hmm. I watched it. I watched it. Yeah. So I, I love that show. Yeah, me too. I, I did. I did too. Yeah. But even on that, right? Like they showed a lot of these families that were yeah. basically American. I mean, they, yeah. there wasn't a lot of so you have this huge disparity between people who look white versus people who look black. Like that is, it's as black and white as it gets. As it gets. And <laughs> it's, and, and, for, and for racists, racists will like for Carrie, for example, Carrie once with a racist will be treated the way racists treat anybody who's not white. Right. So yep. racists, racists are going to do where racists are going to do. Like, it doesn't matter yep. if you're white passing or not, yep. right? Like the way they're treating Meghan Markle, like that's just, yes, that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So your proximity to whiteness is only going to get you so far. So far. Blackness is always going to be the thing that keeps you black, back. And 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 it goes across mm-hmm. all shades. So yeah. I will benefit with things. I have a privilege over certain things in the South Asian subcontinent more than Arthi, because mm-hmm. Arthi's darker than mm-hmm. me actually don't they i think we're like the same skin color but like yeah. there they would consider this like a yes yeah. right like yeah yeah and i that have my so own crazy. i have my own privilege because of religion and yeah. economic stature okay. and all of that i have my own privilege as well within my own community but i also have also am dark skin so i also can be compared in terms of race and color right so okay. it's kind of like I, I i know the experience from both ends Okay. Like, oh, okay. Okay. As being discriminated against, it's sort of kind of a weird position to be in because 
in some situations I have the privilege and in some other situations I don't. You don't. I'm the, I'm the minority. So it's sort of, uh, it's, it, it, yeah. it's something that I have to be conscious about. Oh, okay. And I am, when I am in a situation where I do have the privilege, I have to be conscious about I was getting how ready I to ask see you. others. Yeah. I was yeah. getting right. Does that make you more aware of how you need oh, yeah. power or treat others? Okay. Yeah. So, and I, I, I she's a decent I human need, being. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> Arthi, I think well, you're I just need, a decent human. Yeah. Like you're just a bare nice minimum. Right. It's the bare minimum. I think you're just but a great I also person. Had to I had, I also had to experience colorism and racism to sort of understand yes, where yes, my okay. religious privilege came in. Right. Where okay. that to calibrate my other privileges. I didn't, that I didn't think of as privileges because okay. I didn't know any better. Okay. Right. I lived in my bubble of privilege and I didn't know what I had. Okay. But when I did experience colorism or racism is when I noticed my other privilege that I had. So then wow. I had to make sure that I was aware of how privileged I was in those conditions and those situations. That so makes I sense. have to calibrate okay. my response and hmm. I have to calibrate how I respond to people. And I have, I, I feel like I have a better understanding of where people are coming from when they talk, because I tried to see them with both the lenses. Because you've experienced both. Now, yeah. can I ask you ladies this? Interesting. I've had an interesting conversation with other Indian women about Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. And there were some that were so upset were like, they didn't necessarily put down Trump because of how nasty he was. It was, they put him down because of basically with the virus and how he didn't respond and how it was hurting businesses and stuff like that. So they were going to vote the opposite direction, but they were not happy to vote for Kamala. And I remember I had writ from, um, housewives tonight well it's now uh reality tonight i love it and he, he talked to me am i and am i saying it right the cast system that's how you say it right or is uh, it cast? i want to make sure it's I cast it. it's cast. Okay. Yeah. yeah but he broke down what cast he was from and what cast kamala was from so i'm glad i had that as a reference so when i was talking to these other indian women they were like we don't like her because um she never they felt like she never claimed her Indian side until she started running for office. And then, so I was like, well, I think I know something. So I was like, well, what cast are you from? And I was like, well, isn't she a bra? How do I say it? Bra Brahmin. Brahmin. And they were like, yes. And that's another thing. Her cast thinks they're better than us. Uh, And I thought that was very interesting. I was like, and that's the first time that I realized that what we experience as black people, colorism towards each other, other cultures experience in a different way. So you guys also have the colorism, but then you have the money, so, you know, who's, so how did you guys feel about her so, overall? So Kamala, Kamala's uh, parents, a mother and her grandparents are the same cast as mine. So okay. we are all private. So that's yeah. where my privilege. She's Arthi's cousin, actually. Arthi, yeah, are you serious? Arthi, slide me some money. I know y'all got money. <laughs> Uh, so no no I don't have the money privilege I have the <laughs> other privilege of having education and access before the other cast could right so it's sort of um so I I understand where that comes from but also once her mother married a black man mm-hmm. her mother was probably experienced a lot of otherness and yep. okay. out 
outcast uh, okay. kind of situation, which I don't know if I don't think she has either spoken too much about or anything about that sort. I have to read her books to figure out if she even addresses it. But what would be interesting for me to learn more about her mother is that she came to this country as an unmarried woman, woman to do her PhD or to do her PhD. Yeah. Um, She came here by herself in a time and age when women in India were not allowed to do that. A, they were not allowed to go for uh, studies, get overly educated. And B, they they were not allowed to leave the house and come here by themselves. That in itself is a huge step on her mother's part. But to come here and do her PhD, be a breast cancer researcher, and then marry a Black man, that's all extremely foreign to the previous generation. They would not have understood that. I don't know if her her grandfather was so progressive that her mother had that opportunity or her mother was that much of a badass that she did all of that. Okay. And what is it that she felt? What backlash did she feel from India is, Mm. is an unknown. So for her to not um, embrace her Indianness as much is understandable. Yep. Okay. Okay. That she might have been her mother, my mother and a handful of other folks might have been the only Indian she knew. She was closer to her black community than she was to her Indian community because there weren't, she didn't grow up around a lot of Indians. She grew up here and probably had more of a black experience than she had an Indian experience. So I understand her not having that, um, not having a tremendously Indian um, identity, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't take away from the fact that she's half Indian or that her mother did what she did. I would love to hear more about Kamala's mother. Yeah. That is the person that fascinates me the most. Yeah. And I think like what Arthi said about now. (laughs) Yeah. I think that what Arthi said is so important about the fact that her mom married a black man. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's not something that is generally accepted in most South Asian communities. And the fact that again, Kamala looked black enough for people to discriminate against her and then know, oh, well, she has a black dad. Like that is enough fuel for somebody who wants to look down on somebody being closer to black for them to just run with it, you know? Okay. Um, Okay. I personally love her. Okay. A big fan. All right. Uh, The interesting thing that I actually experienced in my circles is more around um, misogyny is I, I have Everybody I know, so I'm from New Jersey. Everybody I know is like a super my Jersey liberal. sister. <laughs> Jersey sister. Basically, we're between Arthi and I. We're basically Tavia because it's like Jersey pussy. <laughs> so I, I love that so much. <laughs> so you know, I grew up super liberal. I'm I'm very liberal. Everybody around me is very liberal. I live in a very liberal town, and everybody I know votes blue. But even then, so with the debates and everything. I what I saw a lot of within even liberal communities, and this is important, is that 
there was a lot of misogyny. There was a lot of like, well, I don't like that she made those faces. Like, couldn't she have smiled? I don't like her suit. What's up with those mm-hmm. earrings? Like, and I was like, bitch, shut the fuck yeah. up. Right. Who gives the shit what she's wearing? What she's You're wearing. not worried about any of the faces that fucking Bernie Sanders is making. Bernie Sanders looks like shit all the time. Okay. And like, nobody's saying anything about that. But like, Kamala Harris, you didn't like the way she did her hair. Yeah. You don't At like least the way she looked. Hair- healthy look at trump look like i mean you know what i mean his blood yeah. pressure doesn't even look right but you're worried yeah. about what and and the thing is we saw this with clinton too right like yes. we saw this with hillary clinton it was always about she's not warm enough she's not nice enough yep. oh, she's smiling too much oh she's not smiling enough and it's always mm-hmm. those kinds of comments and it would always piss me off because i would hear it from other women and it would be like that's i i hate that i don't like the way that she's talking i don't like the way and it's like the misogyny is coming from inside the house, you guys. Yes. Like, there is so much of there's so much there's so much chatter from other women who look and try to, I guess, try to like almost rate the the um try to rate Kamala Harris or rate somebody in power based on how they think that women should act. When the thing mm-hmm. is, the thing, the way that women should quote unquote act, that's still a standard that was set by men, specifically right. white men. So like, even when it comes to like Meghan Markle, right? Like anything that she did, anything she says, they're always like, oh, well, I don't like that she did this. Or I think that she's manipulative. Blah, blah. It's like those thoughts that you have in your mind as a woman, those are thoughts that you've been taught to believe. Yes. Because mm-hmm. we exist by, in a by Brandy Redmond, <laughs> when she was talking to her kid, that's what it was. Yeah, like, I'm just gonna take a moment. Wow, that I'm is, just, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna take yeah. a moment and be like Megan McCain. And I say, if it takes a half Indian and half black woman to take down the patriarchy, yeah. I'm open to it, I'm okay with it. <laughs> how dare, how dare you? Do you know about her father, Taria? Do you know about Megan McCain's father? No, I've never heard about her father, ever. Let's go to Mount Vernon, Taria. Let's go to Mount Vernon. When we get the vaccine, you and I go go to Mount Vernon. Vernon. (laughs) No, but I do know how, you know, when the looting was going on, and now let me take looting out of it. When the riots were going on um, and the protests were going on and how someone tweeted how horrible it was outside of their building. And she tweeted, yes, about how horrible it was. And she wasn't even there. <laughs> you liar, liar, pants on fire. There's somebody I remember that like retweeted where like, Megan, we're neighbors and it's perfectly safe in that for us. <laughs> like, it's, it's insane. I know. It's, she, you know, so. I just okay. I, I she tweeted. She, she was she was busy getting a hair braided. Oh my god! <laughs> Somebody is out to get her. Okay, For one of her hair person is like, I will take this bitch down. Down one <laughs> one hairstyle one at a time. time. And what's so funny is when she responded that way to Whoopi Goldberg about the whole Meghan Markle thing. That was that was bad enough. She gets on Twitter the next day. And she says, she tries to do the best she can every day, guys. But the things that people said to her, her daughter will be able to read. And I I had no choice. My body took over. Like, Mm -hmm. I think I left and my body just took over. Because I retweeted what her husband tweeted to Meghan Markle and then deleted and said, Meghan Markle is a disgusting human being. So I said, and yet your husband tweeted about a woman who's going to have a daughter that's going to be able to read. 
Yeah. What he tweeted. And so since the Bible says y'all are one, y'all both suck. How about that? Because y'all are one. <laughs> y'all are one in Jesus. Like, <laughs> how dare you? I she see what you did, Artie. I have my resume ready for the view and I don't want them to let I don't want them to even let her let me sit next to her yeah (laughs) we're gonna have a I'm gonna I'm gonna choose violence with my words you'll be like Whoopi you're a queen you take a beat just stay back yeah don't hold me me back let me let me take over I'll take care of this I I'll take take care of this mosquito that's been buzzing circling around because number one When a child is not getting attention, what do they do? They act up, whether that means they get louder, Mm -hmm. they perform so everyone can turn around, stop what they're doing and pay attention to them so that their voice can be heard. Mm -hmm. That's what a child does. So when you know, probably like our families, when you would have big family get togethers, you would have the kids table and you would have the adult table. We have a kid at the view adult table and Mm -hmm. she needs to get tapped down a little bit We'll, yeah. we'll let you sit in the teen table, the middle, you know, like the teens would sometimes go in the basement or something while yeah. the, you can be at the teen table, but you're not grown enough to sit at this table. Mm-hmm. And they just let her and I'm, I, I boil inside. So I, it's so funny. I had something in my drafts and I tagged ABC and I was like, ABC, can I have a word? My resume is ready to go. I'm not even going to mm-hmm. ask for that much. I don't want vacation time. Just let, employ me for about a month so I can sit next to Megan. Yes. yes. And I, 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 every time she would talk about her dad, I would start talking about my dad. My father <laughs> is Ronald Lamb Sr. And he taught me the value of hard work. And I would just keep going. My father taught me to stand up against bigots. My, my father's favorite food was. Right, right. <laughs> I would just interrupt and say facts about my dad. My father's father's favorite color is brown. Like I would just say that. (laughs) My father told me to stay away from people who culturally appropriate hair. Yes. Okay. Also, Taria, it's insane to me that like Andy Cohen is like Biffles with her. Like he loves her. He's buddies with her. Andy Cohen on Bitch was on Bitch Have you heard his recent episode? No. I want you to listen. (laughs) <laughs> especially when they bring he, it, when, she's when giving he, us homework we have homework now we have homework <laughs> because i'm not going to be able to say it word for word what he said when they brought up kelly dodd and he said when he told her i've never gotten so many dms like to fire you and she said i've never gotten so many dms like that you're un-american he thought that conversation was really important to be had because she's from a place who believes what she believes. And those conversations are important. Um, he is, his calf muscles must be amazing under them pants because he is the most backwards peddling person <laughs> ever. Yeah, man. He backpedaled on Stassi and Kristen. Yeah. yeah. Backpedaled on Kim Zolciak after what season was that? 10 of Atlanta or maybe not 10 or, or I'm not sure. I forget where they're at now, but the reunion where, Kim Zosiak got up and was like, how many other white women would sit on the couch with yeah. all those black women? Yeah. And then yeah. the next day he backpedaled on what he said to her. Oh. Now he's going back on Kelly Dodd. And I'm like, his calf muscles must get one heck of a workout because he's always walking backwards. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I mean, I'm just looking at 
Bravo accounts, like Instagram accounts or influencer accounts that are like 100K or more, just the way they deal with things that happen in politics, just the way they deal with things like race or hate crimes or whatever, just looking at that, it's like, okay, well, of course, Brent, if, if they can't do it, there's no fucking way that Andy can do it. Like right. they have a, they have like, you know, a 0.005% of power or influence that Andy Cohen does. And Andy Cohen, I think for himself feels like he has too much to lose, which is so fucked up because there's mm-hmm. so many viewers of Bravo yeah. that are marginalized people. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. Come the fuck on, Andy. Yep. My God. Okay. Yep. Can we talk about the two judgy girls polls right now? <clears throat> the fact that those polls were even created. The it's way so- they were the, the way they were created is the problem. <laughs> Forget about the people that voted. The fact that the the polls were created with the white Do you see my men, face? White yes. man in the button. Yep. <laughs> oh. I, I tried with them and something didn't sit something from the very first time. And I'm just going to say, like, I was like, this is weird. This poll, like, are you, is Shep seriously beating who? Apollo, yes. Apollo Nida is not even like when they had one with him. I'm like, okay. It was Apollo versus Andy. And it was like 91% to eight. And I was like, how is this? No. How is this possible? Okay. Yeah. I, I saw it turned me so off and people can say what they want. People can say, well, we can have our opinions about who is cute and who's not. Trust me, when we feel, I feel like when you are a minority, sometimes you don't want to make it about race, even though people think you're always, it's like, no, y'all are the ones making it about race. We don't really want to make it about race. But when it is about race, I know when it's about race. So like, don't tell me that that's not about race. It's always going to be about race. It's always going to be about race because we live in a white supremacist society. Like this is what it's always going to be about race. People. We don't realize it. And everybody, yes. everybody has been influenced by colonialism. Every yes. Ev- yep. All of us yep. have black, so, white, Indian, everybody, everybody, Asian, everybody. Yep. everybody has been impacted by colonialists coming in and telling us that our darker skin was less than their white skin. Yep. So even if you are unintentionally think like there's a lot of unintentional Meg, implicit Meghan bias Mar- Megan Markle and us Megan Markle and all of us are like this we know what you're going through Megan Markle yeah, because yeah. Lizzie Lizzie did that to us too yeah but Lizzie it's like and her grandfathers yeah Lizzie and her grandfather did the same thing to us exactly so like grandma Lizzie and her people have been doing this and feeding this into our brains for as years long as- as long as the world has existed as long as our generations can remember and even yeah. people for us so even if you are not intentionally being racist, the fact that you can look at a fucking picture of Shep, who probably bathes once a month, guys, he smells, <laughs> he looks like he smells. And you look at a picture of Brian Benny from Family Karma, who has abs going up to his forehead and say, <laughs> Shep is better looking. Like in what universe? And you have to stop and ask yourself, why do I think Shep is good looking? And why was, do I? No, for me, person? for me, it's not even about whether they're good looking or not. Why were the polls set up like that? That, that is what that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that is what bothers me. That he, almost every, not all, but every one of those polls were set up like that. 
And yes. that bothered me a lot. A lot. And it's it wasn't beginning. Brian. It wasn't Brian from Family Karma against Apollo Nida. That wasn't how the polls were. No, started. because then they would have someone of color win. And I and I'm gonna say this too. Oh. Just like you said, we're all influenced by colonialism. And also, if we really want to have real conversations and talk about implicit bias or non-implicit bias or sub, even un- unconscious bias. You have to ask your, for me, for you guys too, when you see stuff like that and you know what it is, you back away from it. But there are some, they're, they're well-meaning and they're saying allyship, but you still vote in those polls. Mm-hmm. Regardless if you vote for Apollo Nida or not, you're still participating in something and you know why it's set up that way. So do not come and tell me, I hate the way those polls are set up. As you're on their page, scrolling and clicking and keeping it going because the more people go to it, the more people are demanding these polls, the more they're going to happen. And the more to me, we get triggered. So it's like at the base level, you may say it's just an Instagram account, but like you said, Arthi, think about why the polls are set up this way. Like you said, Noor, think about why I think Shep is more attractive. Think about why you have to go to, you, you feel like you have to go to those pages, um, whether it's the two judgy girls or somebody else, I've made up in my mind, and I know you guys too, yes, you want to be a part of the community, but at what point can I be talking about trying to educate people about our culture and unconscious bias and conscious bias and implicit bias and all that, and then be so interactive with somebody that I know from the bottom of my toes up is that very thing that I'm talking about? How can I look myself in the mirror or my teenagers in their face and say, you need to stand up for what is right. Even at the risk of me never being on a, because let's be honest, some of these people are speaking up on Kelly Dye because it's easy to speak up on Kelly Dye, but they're not speaking yeah. up on Jen Shaw because she DM'd in, or they're not speaking up when they're screaming Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. But as soon as she gets alive, you hop on her live like nothing ever happened because she's going to mm-hmm. set you up with somebody. I'm just calling it. I'm just going to say it because that pisses me off. Because if I went live with Brandy Redmond, it'd be a problem, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's the problem with faux allyism. You can't keep it up. Because mm-hmm. eventually, when it's somebody that you like, you're not going to speak up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a big Bravo account had a DM conversation. And I said, you spoke up on Kelly Dodd. When the Bronwyn rumor came out, y'all were posting who was worse. Kelly or Bronwyn. So who's worse, a racist or someone that allegedly gave somebody's child? Why is there even a scale for racism? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. then when I saw the amount of people that were defending Jen Shah, and again, you can follow who you want, I guess. And let me rewind for a sec. As effed up as this may sound, you guys may feel the same. I love when my brothers and sisters who don't look like me show up for me, but I'm not looking for like, the, the truth is we do need y'all to speak, but I'm mm-hmm. not counting on y'all to speak because things like this happen. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at people in my DMs privately telling me one thing and then publicly you're doing something different. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I want y'all to hear me clearly, my brothers and sisters who don't look like me. I love y'all and I love when y'all do speak up for different races other than yours. But I can't say that I go to sleep at night thinking it's going to happen the next day and the next day and Mm -hmm. the next day. I don't have the energy for that. I have to keep fighting for my race 
like I'm sure you guys feel too. I'm yeah. sorry. I just had to have that moment because it's been bothering me in my toes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. all the way in my toes. And I'm going to be clear about something else. Y'all Jen Shaw is not black. Miss me with all that. Just because <laughs> she's married to a black man and has black kids. It doesn't make her a black woman by proxy. The end period. Yeah. And don't slide into she, my DMS about she, it. Yeah. She is a woman of color and she might have experienced racism, but it's not the same thing. No, it's not. She it's cannot not. co-opt it. Just like I cannot co-opt your experience the same way. Or vice versa. I couldn't co-opt your experience. You yeah. know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. What I just, I, I have a really hard time sometimes. I think it. one of the most interesting things that Jen, one of the most telling things about Jen Shah was that Jen Shah, when not around Mary, blasted Mary all season, but the minute that she needed to lean on the black lady to talk about how the white people are being racist, she she's like, right, Mary? And it was like, like, oh, she's not your friend until you need her to prove a point that the white people are racist. And it's like, well, that, that's not it's not real. Do you really care about that black person that's mm-hmm. sharing the stage with you? Then, right. and, then, yeah, that's why Mary fell asleep. She was <laughs> like, uh, that was so funny. Don't, don't call on me. I'm. I'm uh, I'm asleep. Don't call on me. But then also I have a hard time if it was us two. And all of these I'm feeling like all these white women are being racist against us. Right. But then I get mad at you. I'm not going to throw out. Well, Arthi said that she doesn't like all Indians all the time because I know not only what that's going to look like. I know what that's going to look like to white people. And I feel like that then opens the door for white people to use mm-hmm. that as an excuse not yeah. to speak for us. So when she said, Mary said that, I was like, what, like, first of all, where did that come from? And why would you do that to another woman of color? Yeah. And she said, she thought, I thought me and Mary were going to bond. So the minute that you didn't, the minute that this black woman dared to say what she wanted to you, you had an issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the minute but that Mar- Shaw- Mary is yeah. a, but then Mary is a whole ball of uh, mm-hmm. other ball of facts because the fact that she even said those things and stood by them, that's a whole other issue. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Also, I think that the Jen, Jen Shah, um, just to talk, because we love Salt Lake City so much too. Jen Shah saw that it very quickly that actually people like Lisa more than they like a lot of other people and it was easier for her to hop on the Lisa train Mm -hmm. than it was for her to get on any other train. Like she, Mm -hmm. she took a nosedive because she went bananas and then she was like, who can I link to? And obviously the Instagram accounts are loving Lisa just because she's like, so Mm -hmm. airheaded and like, you know, she's like light Bravo fun. She's like a Sonia Morgan light Bravo fun. So people are clinging on to her mm-hmm. and Heather. I have, I mean, I think Taria, we share thoughts about Heather. Yes. Heather really, we loved her. And then we were like, what are you doing? And then we were like, oh my God. And then we were like covering our faces <laughs> and we we're like, holy shit, Heather. Like, oh yeah. my God, she's her second season is going to be atrocious and I can't wait to watch it. But yeah. you know, it, it was very obvious that Jen Shaw came on TV to be a person that she wanted to be a Nini. Mm-hmm. She wanted to be Nini. And and she is clinging on to whatever fame she can at this point. And she's, mm-hmm. God, she should never, ever talk about race because anybody who gets on stage and says colored people, <laughs> come on, come on. Who as they're that? screaming, as they're screaming. Yeah. 
You cannot call a woman of color aggressive. I can't hear you over your aggression. No, no. Like I, 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 and that's another thing. There are also people who have, are doing like these clubhouse rooms and saying that, you know, they, their heart broke for Jen in those minutes of the uh, reunion, in those final minutes of the reunion, because she has every right to speak on black issues. And I think this is where they're confused. Yeah. When you see uh, disparities or when you see race, definitely speak up. But I don't, I don't think they get, because I have people slide into my DMs and so after I post it, some things, my thoughts about Jen Shaw, they posted, she's not racist. And I think that's the thing that sometimes people that are not black or another person of color, they don't get, we don't, we don't immediately jump to racist because we know there's bigots. Again, there's prejudices, but I had people jump in my DMs and say, she's not racist. She's married to a black man and has black children. And I had to remind them slave masters slept with black women all the time. Mm-hmm. The slave master's daughter's slept with slaves okay so it doesn't mean anything because you lay down with somebody and I said if you look when Jen stepped on the scene and she turned me off instantly when she said in Utah they didn't know what I was so they called me black when Mormons have been recruiting Polynesians yeah 1874 Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so Miss me with that. There were more of you than there were of black people. You don't have to co-op my experience for me to know that you've experienced racism. I know you have. I know you've experienced prejudice. You trying to co-op my experience isn't us bonding. It's like, wait a minute, you haven't. They don't say, and I'm sure you guys, and tell me if I'm wrong, I'm going to ask you, have you ever heard um, the angry Asian woman or have you heard the angry black woman? The angry black woman. Angry so it's like we haven't had woman. exactly so <laughs> you share your experience with me so I can fight against the misogyny for you yeah and you mm-hmm. come on over here and and I know you've experienced racism too and then I'll share my experience and that we fight those together I don't have to co-op your experience and you don't have to co-op mine and I, that was my issue with Jen and I noticed just like when she said Heather when Heather for, when they first met Heather started rapping when she met her Ugh. I said did people get what Jen was saying like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I know I was a former MC in a former life. <laughs> I like to think a rapper for those of you who don't know what that is. But come on, guys, you know, come on. I don't want to call you Monique, but that's a very Monique statement coming. From- <laughs> How dare you come on this podcast? In my own home. We and are never we are never <laughs> going to be invited again. She's in my own home. We, we brought on Monique. We brought on Megan McKinn. Teria is like so triggered. She's like, no, I'm not having those bitches on again. Yeah. Okay. Also, yeah, Heather. Look, in my own guys. Zoom, I gave you a beverage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Heather fetishized black men and black yeah. culture the entire season and the things that I liked about Heather was the fact that like she talked about how hard it is to struggle as how do how how do you love yourself when you were raised to believe that your goal in life is to be a mother and a wife right so I we really bonded a lot on that because that's such a there's such a deep through line in our experience as South Asian women 
where we are been told the same thing that your value is really your wife, your place as a wife and your children. Right. So we really bonded with her, but just her constant need to be like, I drink, I drink all the time. I drink, I drink. And we talked about this. It was like, I'm Muslim. I grew up not drinking. And there's people that most of the people I know don't drink, but a lot of people do. And the ones that piss me off are like the Muslims that are obsessed with drinking and talking about drinking because they only started doing it later in life. So Heather oh, keeps talking about drinking okay. so much. She's always like, we're going to Vegas. I'm a Mormon, but I drink. And it's like, okay, Heather, we got it. We got it the first time <laughs> talking about it. And it's, right. it's not a personality trait. It's just right. the things that you do. So that kind of stuff, like really irritating when she went on a date with that guy and the guy was drinking not drinking alcohol and she made such a big deal out of it she was like oh i guess i'll be the one drinking enough for the both of us i was like ma'am you look at and tell us like do you have a drinking problem why do you keep talking about drinking and it was right just, yeah. we hate we really those things really irritated us about heather there's so many relatable things about her mm-hmm. but there's so much shit that she does sometimes where i'm like you are so caught up in your own mind yeah. about who you want to be. It's almost like you're stunted emotionally in some yes. way and you're making up for it at this point. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. I yeah. Agree. Heather, Heather needs to learn that there's a sequence of things that happen. At, uh, in <laughs> The first thing you do is vaginal rejuvenation and yes. then yes. you become a drunk. Then you yeah. have a drink problem. You don't start your first season and start with a drinking problem. In the middle there, you have some axe throwing. You go to right. a yes. you break vases. Goat yoga. Goat yeah, yoga. at least two different boobs before you yeah. come to. Yeah. You want to get new implants, then get the new ones removed. Then another set later so go on. Big, no, go big and then go small again. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say get smaller ones. Oh, you know what I want to see? I want to see somebody get a Brazilian butt lift. I want somebody oh. to want some booty. Yeah. You know, Kenya, yeah. come on. Just admit it. She needs, she got the first boob, the butt. She got the first butt, but, oh, I can't even say it. I'm so upset. She's got the first butt on, <laughs> butt implants on oh, Bravo. Bravo. And I'm like, you can look at Kenya and see that's not natural because she does not have the shelf to carry those, that butt. It's like a pencil <laughs> with a mug stuck on the back of it. Two of them. <laughs> She doesn't have the shelf. Like, <laughs> man, we can tell. No. I, I said this before. There's that clip of like Danielle Staub getting into a fight with Kim G. And Kim G says to her, you're an old lady with fake square tits. I was like, yes. Kenya's got a fake square butt. And when she was in that red, it was very, it, to me, it was like very noticeable. Like Portia had masterful work. She got yeah. hips and butt and all of that. Yeah. yeah. Kenya I, she's almost like, oh, I don't know. And I like in clothes, sometimes it doesn't, you don't quite see it. But like last year when she, they went to um, Greece and she was in that white bathing suit, body is beautiful, but that butt, it was just like, this is comical to me. <laughs> it's, it's not real. We, we decided that when we go to, for our neck down full reconstructive surgery, after we make millions off of podcasting, obviously, um, <laughs> <laughs> But we are going to go and say, here's a picture of Marlo Hampton. Make me look like this from the neck down. Because that woman's body. I didn't know she had all that under them clothes. Okay, her boobs are amazing. Her boobs are she so like, amazing. They just they're like, natural. They're natural. Oh, yeah. You don't have to make them. And it's she nat- and we know that. Remember, remember the beginning of the season, what she said? She wanted them lifted. 
Yeah. yeah. So we I know do- that. Yeah. Remember that? And you don't, Marlo. They're they're perfect. They're Perfectly so fun. nice. I'm going to stop wearing bras and get the tape that Toya got. I'm taping them. I'm oh, taping yeah. up every day. I was yeah. like, yes. Okay. Wait, but what do you, what happens over your nipples? Well, we're going to have to, we're going to, I'm going to figure that out along the way. <laughs> Take it to the lab for us, Taria. Let us know. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Test it out and let us know. That's you know, your homework. That's okay, your homework. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, don't be surprised when you get an influx of videos showing you the process. Okay. <laughs> I might get you shadow banned on Instagram. <laughs> Taria, why are your tits in our DMs? <laughs> Why aren't your tits in our just make, sure, like, just make sure you're sending it to the right, right address. Can you imagine? Yeah, other people. Can, I'm going to, you guys are going to click up on your DMs and I'm going to be like Toya. She was taking off her shirt. I'll be like, <laughs> hey, Artie. Hey, Noir. Now, what do you think about, um, do you like Drew? What are your thoughts on Drew? I like Drew and I actually liked, ha- well, Drew, I, I think, I'm starting to understand when people say what makes a good housewife is they make your emotions go back and forth. Because before I was like, I don't like my emotions going back and forth. Drew, when she was like, Latoya for never um, keep my name out your mouth and all. I like that. And when she said, I have perfect marriage, perfect children. I was like, "Mm." then I was like, okay, did she mean like perfect for you? (laughs) Like maybe there's different levels of perfect. So I wish she had been like, my marriage to me, my marriage is what I needed to be or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if we could just edit that first part out and then the way she read her, I liked it. And then when she said, are you cool with that? Um, it's easy as one, two. And if you can't count, that's your problem. I was yeah, like, See, yeah, yeah. I like mm-hmm. that yeah. Drew, yeah. the Drew that was with Kenya at the restaurant. I felt like I got what Drew was trying to say, but I thought we already had that discussion about Brooklyn when they were in, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree. I agree with you about Drew. The thing that pissed me off about Drew was I loved her at first because it's like, oh, no, her husband is crazy. And she's brought him on camera mm-hmm. so she can get a divorce. Wonderful. I support this. And then suddenly he was like the best husband in the world, which I was like, bitch, we all watched the first like four episodes. And then she's like, it just pisses me off that every time she comes for Kenya, she has to talk about Kenya's marriage. And mm-hmm. I don't like, like that. Fuck like you, that. Drew, because being first of all, getting divorced doesn't mean that you like lost. OK, getting divorced just means that you decided that you knew what was better for you. Right. Being married is not some sort of like magical win and fucking Ralph. Nobody wants to be married to Ralph. Okay. Ralph seems terrible. Ralph seems like the worst guy on Atlanta since Peter. Okay. So like, Peter. I'm with you. On, you I, Peter. Peter. <laughs> yeah. Peter. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm with you on like the feelings of Drew going back and forth because yes, Latoya forever. Latoya never, ever was yeah. like, Oh, it was yeah. beautiful. It was like yes. chef's kiss. But then talking yeah. about her husband, I'm like, shut right. up, Drew. She's, sit down. Yeah. People are yeah. going to. She's like, I have the perfect marriage. I have the yeah. And I was like, no, no, no one does. No yes. one. No if one you does. Do, and if you do, you need to leave because he's a psycho. If it's <laughs> perfect, something is, is going to make him crack and he's going to kill you. Like, that's not. I will say unpopular opinion. When Ralph, the way he was in the beginning of the season and then when he came back and he was like serving the girls drinks. I think that's all Ralph. And I think that might be the problem. Oh yeah. I yeah, think, yeah, oh, yeah, I yeah. think he's, it's like what Ralph am I going to get today? 
Yes. How am I going to get today? Yes. And I'm hoping that with his father passing like that, that did open his eyes to, I need to take care of, like he, he said, I thought that I would be able to take him to football games. I thought I'd be able to yeah. do this with him. And Kendrick from me, you housewives and Marvel two podcast said that he felt like that with his dad too. Like I'm going to do this and never got the chance to. Yeah. And I hope that that translates to Ralph seeing, okay, I really do need to work on myself so that, cause I, I think he does love her, but let's be honest. Sometimes the things you love, like you don't really deserve them. Mm-hmm. And so you treat them like you shouldn't mm-hmm. treat them. So I'm hoping that wakes his brain up to be like, I really need to work on me and treasure her. Cause she may not always be here. True. You know, mm-hmm. I, have, I, I know somebody that recently went through something and the wife was injured and it was so crazy because I, it was like, I watched over like, and the husband, I knew the husband loved her like a hundred percent, but it was like, when he thought she was gone, it was like a switch. Like, oh. and he's mm-hmm. like, Whoa, I almost lost her. So I'm hoping, I mean, Drew, we don't want, nothing to happen to you for him to realize it. So, you know, we hope that maybe he can, but I I really liked her. I think she's beautiful. And I like that black wig she had on last episode. I want her to keep that. The black wig from last episode. When Toya was like, your wig is sitting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, That was a good wig. Not a good wig was when she was FaceTiming with um, Cynthia. Yeah, she's like doing like voice practice, I think, or like yeah, vocal yeah. practice. Yeah, and yeah she, that was a terrible thing. Yeah, she she's got a lot of sweaty. She sweats like Whitney Houston. I was gonna say all the yeah. time. She's not used to that Atlanta heat. No, that yeah. was the first episode. She was like, <laughs> no. Even that episode where she goes to Portia's house on her way from like the grocery store. First of all, she's in a disguise. I was like, yeah. you're not secure in your marriage, Drew, if you are wearing a full disguise and not picking up your husband's calls. And every time he calls, you could see her face getting sweatier yes. and sweatier. It's like, she was like, let me go, girl. Let me go. Yeah. Part of me wondered, did you tell your husband when the cameras went on what really went down at the bachelorette party? So he's that's the thing. Can't be a part of that. Or did you literally say, I'm going to go run, get food. I'll be back in 15 minutes. And it's an hour later. And you yeah. know, I'll be like, where are you? Yeah. 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 I think I, I, I said this before. It's like, I spent many, many years growing up with strict parents, mm-hmm. uh, lying to them. And the way to do a good lie is that you sit, you tell them a lot of details about things that really didn't matter. Mm-hmm. And then that way they think that you're telling them the truth. And you, I think that's what you wrap it up. You wrap it up in enough truth. So yeah, when that's what I see. It doesn't come out as crazy. You have enough yeah. truth sprinkled through it. That's what so. I told my mom. That's what makes it. Me and my mom had this discussion a little mm-hmm. while ago. I said, what makes a good liar is when there's truth in it. Yes. Yeah. And yes. Then people are like, oh, yeah, that's plausible. Like, yeah, yeah. that's what Drew did. You, you, like, you, know, you expect lies, lies to be just lies. Yes. When it becomes like some of it is true and some of it is lie is when you start believing the lie. Because yes. if that, the truth is the truth, then this has to be the truth as well. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Guys, we've just told you how to tell a successful lie. Now, we don't <laughs> recommend it. So don't come back in our DMs and say it didn't yeah. work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my guys, Thank you. So I, you guys oh. are definitely going to be back. I had so much fun with y'all. Thank you. Oh. So much, thank you. Yeah, thank I, you I really for having us. And thank you for like talking to me about because I love learning about other cultures because I feel like I don't expect people to know about the black culture that are not black. So mm-hmm. I'm willing to take the time to educate 
it's when you want to turn it into a, a debate that, well, we're not going to debate my experience. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you taking your time to teach me something that you didn't have to. I really appreciate that. Cause y'all, we might be cousins on my grandma's side. I mean, you could be, <laughs> yes, <laughs> for sure. Which means we are all cousins to Kamala Harris. So there yeah. you go. Yes. There my you- cousin is don't make me get a t-shirt that says my cousin is in the white house people are gonna be like girl what oh my god we should get t-shirts that's okay but also if you were a t-shirt like that nobody would question it because they'd be like whatever she's (laughs) 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 no look i want when they're gonna say kamala and i'm gonna be say what would make you make him feel bad what would make you say that i'm talking about jill (laughs) why can't it be jill (laughs) that's racist stuff you that's so racist You just assume <laughs> that is that would be a practical jokers that show practical jokers, yeah. Um, uh, mm-hmm. impractical jokers, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, that would be a good thing to have. Like, how yeah, do you, yeah, yeah, well, assuming that I why tell me why? What would yeah. you think that is it the color of my skin? Yeah, is that- <laughs> be like, no, yeah. You, you okay, have, Brandy. Look, you have blonde, you have blonde highlights like Jill, so I. I can see it the whole time. I'm just cracking up. Inside. So, Guys, tell everybody if they already don't know where they can find you, but I'm sure they do. Yeah, sure. So we are everywhere all over at the reality is on Instagram. We are at the reality is pod also on Twitter at the real, uh, the reality is pod. We also didn't know when we picked our name that apparently we are, as Bethany says, a cheater brand because <laughs> there is another, the reality is now, Okay, there's two. So there's one that is the, as in T-H-A. So the reality is, and I think they do something else. But then there was another one called the reality is, and it was dot, dot, dot. They have not posted an episode in years. So it's like, they don't count. But anyway, (laughs) you were everywhere. If you go on our Instagram, we have the link where if you click on it, it takes you to whatever platform you listen to. Mm-hmm. Your podcast on your phone. Uh, we do episodes every Saturday and Wednesday. Wednesdays we do Married to Medicine and Summer House, and on Saturdays we do our full week of Housewives Roundup. And we do talk. We don't shy away from politics. We don't shy away from pop culture. We don't shy away from the things that we think as brown women is important to us while watching Bravo. But yeah. thank you so much, Taria. I love y'all. I love y'all. Y'all are definitely going to be. Thank you. Back. We I, love you too. I appreciate your podcast. I learned a lot. I learned a lot from you guys about different cultures. So thank you so much. Um, Not looking forward to Atlanta because Kenya's going to be in a headdress on Sunday. Oh, no. I'm like, no. (laughs) That might be good for the women that were cobbled by Bolo because the conversation is different. I felt bad. I was like, I know what's going to happen. But at least the focus will be off y'all. Sorry, Kenya. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember when, sorry, I know we're like wrapping up, but just popped up in my head. Do you remember when Monique came to um, Karen's housewarming party in Native American Native American because she confused Native American and Indian. (laughs) And I was like, "Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure we've always known Monique was problematic. (laughs) (laughs) At least do a Google. At least least check your friends asking what they're wearing. Yeah, that was, you're going to make me go back and watch that episode just because I need a good laugh. Yeah. And not laughing at, but just like at the ridiculousness of her, not the, just yeah. so crazy. Well, thank you guys so much. Thank you. I will let you guys know when this is coming out. Guys, make sure you go and follow them. The Instagram is at the reality is pod, right? At the reality is pod. If you're unsure, their square is pink. So you'll yes. notice them. And yes. I'll wrap up.
the, the, the Instagram and the link for their podcast in this episode description. So bye, guys. I will talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.